What up, what up, what up? Uh, welcome. Um, this is WIT 88.9 FM. Uh, my name is Malik Alim, and you are listening to The Re-Up. Um, thank you for joining us this evening, if you're listening live, and for listening to this podcast, if you're not. Um, I got a special guest today. Uh, finally, we, we made this interview happen. The first time I scheduled this guest... Um, my sleepy ass literally <laughs> slept for, from like 8 p.m. until like 2 a.m. and slept straight through my show. Um, I'm, a, I'm a dad, though, you know? You get tired at night. Shit, shit happens. Um, but this is um, a very special guest, uh, Fantasia Ariel, a.k.a. Just Fanny. Welcome. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. Um, thanks for being here. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm a little sleepy. I think I also slept a little before I got here, but this this libation is keeping me good. <laughs> it's really sweet. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to libations. So you're you are an artist, right? You're a visual artist. What do you how how do you describe yourself? That's a tricky question to start with. Um, <laughs> I consider myself a little lazy, to be honest. When it comes <laughs> to that, I I always hate. Like calling myself an artist because I feel like I don't go as hard as like most artists do, in a really weird way. But um, but yeah, I paint and I illustrate and I like to interpret the African American female in ways that I feel like the media doesn't for the most part. Just I guess colored people in general. I just want to like put them in a light that we know we can be in. Mm-hmm. You know. So. What do you, when you say you feel lazy in comparison to your contemporaries or peers, is that like a pressure that you feel? Do you feel like you should be producing more work or, or yeah, what? Yeah, it's like it's like I either feel like I'm not producing enough work or I'm not going out to enough shows or talking to like certain people as much as most people want to mm-hmm. in a way. Like I have so many like people that I know are like who are like in it, like legit like artists who are like doing the damn thing. And it's like, I know people who want to talk to them mm-hmm. so bad. And I'm someone who knows these people and, like, will only hit them up because I actually want to just, like, talk about my Netflix show or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Big mouth. Yeah. Oh, my God. That show is so good. So good. <coughs> That's but, real. Yeah. I, think, um, I think a lot of people from all walks of earth feel that pressure from just, you know, seeing other people doing their thing and... Um, but I would, I mean, I would hope that we could all feel comfortable in our own, you know, groove that, yeah. that we're in and, and not, you know, put too much. Not um, rush ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Take take your time. Work at your own pace. But um, that's real. So how long have you been painting, illustrating? I think ever since I was a kid, I was into it. Like, whenever we had, like, those assignments at school where you had to, like, draw your dream house, everyone wanted me to, like, partner up with them because they were like, oh, yeah, she can do it. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't take that seriously until, like, high school. Went to Gallery 37 downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, what, is it, what is Gallery 37? Oh, Gallery 37 is, like, a place where, like, you damn near ditch school and go do some art for, like, a couple of periods, basically. Nice. It's like, um, you know how you had like AP English? Mm. You could have like AP drawing or like okay. AP dancing, AP acting. So that was like what Gallery 37 was, um, basically. And, that's, and that was like a partnership with, C- were you a CPS student? Yeah. Where did you go to high school? I went to King. Okay. Right, yeah. right, right. I used to live like right 
right down the street. Yeah. Really? 47th and Drexel. It's be loud true. as hell. Yeah, so after high school, um, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. I wasn't really interested in college. But, you know, like, when you're in a family where, like, no one really went to college mm -hmm. and you got that potential, they're like, hey, I don't care what, what the you fuck you're going to do. you <laughs> finna you go. to college. I don't care how much debt you accumulate. Mm -hmm. You should just go. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so when I went to school for art. What did you major in? Art. art. Like, <laughs> straight up art. I didn't say art, but no, um, yeah, I got my BFA and um, painting and also drawing. So that's like two majors right there in art. Yeah. And do you feel like what you learned in art school, um, do you do you feel like you use that or do you feel like you use more of your raw talent when you when you're creating? No, I think it's a good mixture of like both because when you when you go to college for art, they're only gonna like tell you the things that you need to know mm -hmm. and there are a lot of things that you need to want to know by yourself to push you forward in whatever kind of art you're making mm -hmm. like i'm like one of the only students like at that school who wanted to paint black women mm -hmm. who like wanted to paint portraits down there so to be able to like take this information that they're giving me and saying that's cool but i'm gonna use it to translate what i want like that's damn near what you go to college for mm -hmm. so so allowing you know using that technical skill yeah. and molding it into what you want to that's real yeah so when you say you wanted to create art that you didn't really see in the world or see other people making in terms of women of color people of color in general what um what were you seeing in the world and what what, what drove you to kind of try to twist that and, and put it on his head i guess when i was a little girl i never saw women portrayed as soft or like delicate like colored women as like soft and delicate beings because i'm a soft and delicate person but whenever i would watch movies we were always so hard and always so raw with it we were always really hurt and scorned and i was just like whoa that's crazy like queen latifah said it yeah all. <laughs> i'm just like yo i got a i got a black mother who has been hurt but never portrayed herself is like that figure yeah yeah so, i feel you my mother is a, a very like sweet soft black woman and and that's that's real i never actually thought about that interrogated that that we get these like portrayals of you know super strong Women, which is, uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but when, when that's all that you have and you yeah. don't see, get to see, like, all yeah, we sides. We can be vulnerable. Exactly. We can be victims in our own right, but who aren't detrimentally, like, ill with it. Like. Mm. That's what's up. I feel you. So, um, we, so when I first met you, you were doing a, um, kind of a showcase uh, in partnership with our, our mutual friend, Chris. Uh, thought poet, mm -hmm. um, and I had and you I had seen you created um, turned one of the photographs that he took um, into a I don't know what you call it, a portrait I guess something that you painted yeah um, I guess what is the process of of turning like a turning someone else's art right a photograph um, and putting your own spin on it and your interpretation of it I guess when it's something that they want you to do like like Chris had like commissioned me to do this piece of his piece mm -hmm. and that's always really um frustrating because <laughs> <laughs> not not frustrating like damn like please give me something else but it's like i want to respect your art mm -hmm. at the same time uh -huh. it's like as much as i 
interpreted it and turned into my own like piece of art, I still had to respect his vision. So that process is always, you just got to communicate a lot with the person. And that can be a little frustrating because that's you having to take yourself out of the equation, mm-hmm. damn near. But, um, but no, I use a lot of reference photos for a lot of my paintings. So it's not hard to just get in there and do it. But mm-hmm. when you're working with another artist, you got to respect their vision too. Who's your, um, your biggest influence? Uh, Does it have to be a painter or an illustrator? My biggest influence? I don't know. Do you ever steal shit from anybody? <laughs> no, I don't. I try. I try my best to just, like, study, like, techniques and mm-hmm. the application of paint and, like, try and see if I could get in there and do it a little bit with my own little twang to mm-hmm. it. But, um, no, I don't... I don't think there are a lot of people that I look up and be like, I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I want to paint just like that person. I think if I got the biggest like influence, it's just my mom. Mm-hmm. Really. Is your mom? Is your mom an artist? She used to like draw a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember this castle she like drew in my room when I was a kid. She used to be really good at it, but um, but then she just got out of it. But. That um, so I write a lot and that's kind of my creative outlet and I always um I, I have a anxiety around if I ever like lost the urge to continue you know to continue to write and and express myself in that way do you ever feel that kind of fear is that yeah. in you yeah that you might just stop one day yeah it's it's so hard when you graduate for doing from like doing like that cuz you're always being pushed to create you mm-hmm. never got a week when you're not creating mm-hmm. something because mm-hmm. you have to. But then when you're given the option to just stop and find something else, it's like, oh, damn, but why did I just go spend four years doing it? <laughs> yeah. I got other options. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I always look at it and be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough. No one's going to look at my shit and be like, yeah, I want that in my house. Like, Yeah, I always see that in your posts. It's a very you self-deprecating in a way. It's like, I am. this ain't shit, but I'm going <laughs> to post it up. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no. Nah, um, so so what if what if that did happen? What would you do if you stopped painting? If I is, stopped is this your living? Painting. Is this how you like support like yourself? Like make a living? Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm an assistant teacher. Okay. I work with children. This is I'm really good with kids. God's like, work. Yeah, basically. Um, but no, I do I do art for the love of it. Mm-hmm. I do commissions on the side, just extra bread. I do shows because they're nice. I like curating shows and putting my work in ways where they reflect each other and can complement each other. I think the process of that is really awesome. If I didn't like paint anymore, that would just be impossible. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think I'm always going to paint, even if it's not for money or for yeah. Fit. So you're talking about your kind of specific style um, or trying to put your own, you said, twang on. Um, different pieces that you create. What? Um, how would you describe your style? I, I, I guess I could take a crack at how I see um, your work. I would. I don't know if I know surrealist is an actual art term that mm-hmm. probably doesn't fit what you <laughs> actually do. But what, that's the word that comes to mind. You, the the figures that you paint, especially human, the human figures that you paint, they look a look. They look um, not. They look like a touch removed from reality, right? Like how the human yeah. eye sees 
figures and bodies, um, but it doesn't look, you know, like cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, like what, you know, what what materials or techniques that you use or, or whatever. But most of them come out with the same quality. So can you like describe or explain what what that you know technique is? What is the just fanny style of <laughs> of illustrating and painting? Um, I guess I guess just fanny's paintings are just paintings. I guess. Word. You know, like, like I, don't, I don't really know how to describe them either. I like that you say that there's like a, a touch of just taking it away from like reality because there are um, certain aspects of the human face and form that I like to exaggerate mm-hmm. just to emphasize like that aspect parts? of a person. Like I love to emphasize hair mm-hmm. or their eyes or their lips or sometimes even like their hands. Like there's something about taking those aspects and pushing them a little further mm-hmm. than everything else in the painting. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, the eye definitely goes to those parts that you've, like, kind of detailed and exaggerated a little bit, I think. Like, yeah. those hands especially, I've noticed, like, put some put some work into some knuckles. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. It. I don't even paint hands often, but when I do... You go in. I or, go crazy. So you said you like curating shows. Do you have one coming up or in the works um, that you, you're trying to put together? I, I do. I have a show all the way in Dixon, Illinois. Where's right Dixon? Now. It's like two hours away. Is that by Peoria? Yeah, it's okay. a little... I think it's like 30, 45 minutes away from Peoria. Why Dixon? <laughs> what about Dixon? I didn't pick this. Um, okay. No, there was there's a there's like a friend of my former teacher who came into the studio when I was at school and was looking around in my work and was just like, "Hey, I love your work. I would really love for like my students and my college to like have your like work around." And for you to come in and like talk to them about it, because I think these are pieces that they need to see. And as you being like a young person, I think that would be really great to connect with my students too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. So this has been what years in the making. When did you graduate from college? I graduated in May. Oh, okay, Word. Yeah. nice. Yeah. So so that that person wanted you to to do this like since you've been in school or like my last year of college, okay. he like came in. So, yeah, we dropped off the work a few weeks ago. And, yeah, it's going to be there until February. That's really cool. I'm going to go up there and talk on a radio show there and talk to his students That's and stuff. Up. It should be fun. What, so what's the um, what's the process of putting together a show like that? Because you, you said you like to kind of, like, put the pieces where you want, curate it that way. But you said you had to drop the pieces off, so somebody else is doing that? Oh, yeah. So basically, like like I said, it's two hours away. Mm-hmm. So I don't like mailing my pieces. Mm-hmm. I think that's really not safe if you don't do it correctly. Um, oh, shit. You have to drive to Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> I just might. Maybe I, I love road trips. That could be a thing. But, um, yeah, I dropped it off there. And we talked to him. And that was really cool. And then we went to the like gallery, and I just set it up. I was like, hey, this is how I want them to be set up. Um, and we got there a little later in the day. So he was like, hey, I'm just going to like nail these in the wall mm-hmm. the way you want them, and that should be cool. And I was like, cool. But there's a lot that actually goes into curating a show. You got to get the market. You got to get the promotion. What do you mean the market? Like when, you, um, when you're gathering a space, 
like you sometimes have to pay the space mm-hmm. for having the show there. But in this instance, this is for a school. It's like they almost have to pay me for even coming in since I'm not from Dixon and since I'm going to be there to talk to their kids. Mm-hmm. So, not kids. They're in college. <laughs> Adults, rather. We, we, we always refer to people who are in a school setting as kids. I don't know why. It's so demonizing. It makes no sense. <laughs> I was just in school. It makes no sense. Were you a kid in <laughs> May? Probably, yeah. I was doing kids' shit, so. So one thing that I haven't done on this show in a while um, is a little segment I like to call L Stories. So, yeah. yeah I would, <laughs> no, because it's it, like. It's, I'm like it's, waiting. I'm, waiting. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's, it's, it's important, I think, to celebrate our successes. Um, and oh, affirm like an ourselves. L. An L, like oh. a loss. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of like the train. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, but I also think <laughs> it's it's valuable and important to look at the times when we take an L and, and see, you know, what kind of what led to that, what contributed to, you know, the decision or whatever it may be that, um, you know, was a learning opportunity. Um, so, in the context of your art. Um, can you Ooh. think of yeah? Can you can you think of a recent L that you've taken? <laughs> Sounds like yes. Um, a recent L that I took in my art. Damn, um, that's really hard because I don't like to see as like anything L worthy is like an L because I always look at it as like a. Not an L as in a loss, but an L as in a lesson. Like, I just learned from those mistakes that I make in the pieces. But maybe, hmm, I can't call it an L because I did learn a lot about myself from doing it. But I would always stay away from painting, like, really intimate, like, photographs, um, especially if they're, like, self-portraits and stuff. Intimate in what way? Like, um, close up. No, like I I hardly ever paint people together, Mm. like being together, like intimate, like that, like intimacy. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I hardly ever do that, especially with myself, since I do a lot of self portraits as well. And it wasn't an L because it was a great growing experience to really be able to put that on the forefront for people to see. But at the same time, like, it's weird when you actually use your own intimate relationships for it. So when those end, you end up with, like, this big-ass painting of you and that other person. And it's just kind of like, hmm, as much as this is beautiful, I really can't do shit with this. I really I really don't think anyone's going to buy this either because it's also really weird to have. But <laughs> what, what? That's, like, yeah, the only that's a thing. good... So when um, you get a piece commissioned, yeah. So what what do people usually want you to paint? Themselves. People are so narcissistic. <laughs> it's it's either themselves or like their loved one or their own art or just something that they've been thinking about for a really long time that they haven't been able to see like drawn out or something like that. Maybe it's like their brand's logo or something, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People who have you, outside of Thought Poet, um, collaborated with recently? Um, <laughs> I don't collaborate a lot with... You don't fuck with people like that? Honestly, I really don't know. No, I love people. 
JK, LOL. <laughs> I'm a real sweet person, guys. But um, I collaborate with a teacher, actually. We have a really beautiful piece that's just really great. It's like one of my favorite pieces. And that was, even that was a little hard to do just because of like communication, but. What do you mean? Like they wanted a certain thing and wasn't able to. Yeah, like I, I started off the painting and I had this girl in the painting. It was one singular figure. She was like in the center. I was like, cool. I want to see what you're going to do. And when I like looked at it, I was like, oh, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, damn, okay. Like, she referenced, like, this whole, like, old master painter. And I hated that painter because he was, like, known as, like, very domestic abusive. And I was like... Put him on blast. Who is he? Um, it's, like, this old dead guy, like, okay. Gauguin. And um, just the history of that person. I was like, yeah, I don't want to affiliate that with my painting. You're trying to channel that energy. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, damn kind of cold like I can't really like deny it that's kind of right. cold I'm really sorry but I don't know it's hard collaborating with other artists because we're just so opinionated mm-hmm. yeah. um so what what's the take me through like the process of creating a piece so like what does this idea pop into your head just randomly do you see something out in the world and you're like oh I like that I'm gonna try to recreate it um and then like Take me through the steps. You get um, like, roll a blunt. <laughs> like, what do you? How, how do you get? To work I don't, to the end I don't know if I can call myself like a weed smoker because I only smoke weed when like my boyfriend smokes weed. So <laughs> I might be like a weed piggyback. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But um, I'm, I'm, I am the similar way. <laughs> but, but no, um, I usually like if I see something that just really strikes me. I'm just like, damn, that's really great. Then like, need some twang on it. Yeah, like I need <laughs> to like paint that. I need my fingers to feel like they created this in a mm-hmm. way. I think that's what it is. I, I love feeling like I just recreated life. Mm. You know? It's like it's like you see a photo of a person and you're like, damn, that person is like super cool, they're super fresh, they're super pretty with their nice ass skin. Mm-hmm. Like I wanna feel like I just created that person. <laughs> like I don't know, it's crazy. Like No, even, that's that's pretty it's interesting to think of. Think yeah. Of like even when I'm out like on transit, like I love seeing people on the bus and on the train because they they come in and they just live in their life, mm-hmm. then they just go and they're out your life. They're like out that bitch mm-hmm. and they're back to like whatever it is they're doing. You're like, damn, what are they doing now? Like that's crazy. They are they're a character in my life now, and that's mm-hmm. wild to me. So to be able to like create these people as characters, but they're legit people. Like I think that's what really strikes me. So do you know when as, as soon as that, that spark hits you, do you know like, okay, I'm going to use watercolor for this or I'm going to use paint or charcoal or whatever the hell? Like, do you know um, what materials that you'd like to use like when that spark hits or do you like to play with, um, play with the materials and find what fits best? Um, it's like, it's a good 50-50, really. Because I, I can't do oils right now because I don't have the space for it. I have no ventilation for it. But I'm, I usually like to experiment with certain mediums. Like I'm working a lot with gouache now. 
What is that? Um, gouache is like it has the fluidity of watercolor, but it has the texture of like acrylic. So it's like even though it flows really well, it dries up really fast. Mm. So that can be a bitch, honestly. Because so, you can't manipulate it after it dries. Yeah, you can't manipulate it as well. So it's always like, hmm, do I want for it to be really flowy and fluid and just look really like the colors are transitioning really well just into mm. each other? Or do I want it to look like I stacked it and I layered it? And you can tell that that's what that is. Like That's really what I have to decide when I'm choosing my mediums. Really? Like, do I want it to look sketchy and rough? Do I want that charcoal to be hard and soft? Like, what's your favorite favorite medium to use? Um, watercolor. Why? Uh, I it's because it's it's watercolor. Like, it's colored water. Like, <laughs> do you know how amazing it is to to use something as natural as water? And you're you're creating this painting by letting the water just do what it's what it naturally does. Like that's wild to me. I love I love that. I love feeling like I have control over nature in a way. Mm-hmm. It's creating really cool. people and manipulating nature. That's what's up. Yeah. What um what are you what have you been listening to lately? Um I've been listening to people. I <laughs> <laughs> I got I got this tape recorder. I I bought like this tape recorder and I bought some cassettes and sometimes I just record people and I just listen back to the tapes. Oh, just people talk just conversing with one another. Yeah, like I've been taking it like on the bus and just like pressing <laughs> record and like listening That's to questionably like, illegal. That is questionably <laughs> illegal and that's what makes it so fun. Um but no, like even like my conversations with like my boyfriend or like with my mom, like I love listening back to like some silly shit that just happened or that we mm-hmm. said. I don't know what it is. So spontaneous. So you have? Do you have it with you? No, I don't. I don't like to take it to my job, so I don't have it in my bag. Uh, okay. Yeah, I wish I brought it though. Why not record people at, at work? Cause they're children. And Those are the best. they're gonna mess with it. I don't want them to like mess with it and break it. They're mm. like two to three year olds. They don't understand. No, I hear that. I but those would it. be the best conversations to listen back to. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, they're so great. I, okay, I work at a Montessori school, oh, okay. so that's a little different. I really just help them make better decisions. <laughs> Basically, I, I guide them to making better decisions because by the time I get there. It's basically a free for all. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what work are you gonna do? Like, what what activities do you want to do? What toys? All oh, right, because the Montessori schools they get to kind of do what they want to do. Right? Yeah, we're just really big on cleaning. We're just like, hey, before you play with that toy, you gotta put that rug up or something <laughs> like that. Like, hey, you made a mess. You can't go eat snack after making this mess. You crazy? Mm. So we're really big on teaching them how to clean up after themselves. But yeah, I make. I I help them make better decisions. This is like, hey Max, don't hit Tico. Yo, Tico does not deserve to be hit. Tico, tell him to not hit you. Like, <laughs> it goes both Stand ways. Stand up for yourself. Yeah, basically, that's my job. That's what's up. You like it? Yeah, I do. They They're, don't run you ragged. They don't piss you off. Sometimes they do, but it's always like I can't get mad at them because they're children. You know. Hey. 
Mm, I don't know. <laughs> they're they're still learning how to talk. So two to three year olds, you can't blame them for anything. True, 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 true. Yeah. I'm gonna play a song then. Go for it. And you're not off the hook though. You also have to tell me what uh musically <laughs> you've been listening to outside of here. <laughs> I was hoping that you wouldn't be like, but nah, for real, what you listen to. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going there. New Africa. Uh, it's the top of the hour, WIT 88.9 FM. Um, this is the re-up. My um, guest today is Just Fanny. Fanny. Hey. What you been listening to lately? <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, um, um, I have been listening to uh, Daniel Caesar. Hey. He's really, he's really cool with it. He makes me way too emotional, though. I just be sitting in my bed like, what is love? <laughs> like, I really, I can't. Oh, my God. Um, he's super cold. Um, um, I just, I feel like I'm so late, but I just started listening to J.C. Reyes. Reyes. J.C. Reyes. Oh, I'm later than you because I don't know who that is. Oh, man, she's so cold. 20 million dollars in a car Girl, tie your hair up if you want to be a star <laughs> 30 million people want a shot How much would it take for you to spread those legs apart? Oh, I'm the gatekeeper Spread your legs, open up, you could be famous If you come up anywhere else, I'll erase it Drink up, bitch, we got champagne by the cases Don't you know, don't you know, we are the gatekeepers Spread your legs, open up, you could be famous You know we're holding the dreams that you're chasing You know you're supposed to get drunk and get naked I'm definitely gonna have to go down the Jesse Reyes rabbit hole yeah, she's cold. Let me find out. She's Canadian. Oh, for real? These Canadians coming out the woodwork. They are. It's, <laughs> They're like, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. We can create too. <laughs> Yo, there's this, Um, I don't know if you ever watched Viceland. Uh, there's this TV network. I want um, to. There's this funny ass <laughs> cooking show on there called um, Supper Time. Um, and it's this this big old fat white like super tatted white dude from Toronto uh, that does this cooking show, and it's the best cooking show I've ever seen. <laughs> it's called It's Supper Time. You should check it out. Oh, uh, with I Maddie Matheson. Shows. You like cooking shows? I love cooking shows. Is it your favorite genre like, of show? Me and my mom watch Master Chef like no other. I don't know if I like the ones that are like competition ones. They seem kind of gimmicky to me. I feel like if, they, if I actually tasted that food, it would be trash. <laughs> How you putting together these huge meals in 30 minutes? Like, I don't believe it. There's a lot of them. And they're, they're under pressure. They, and they like their meat like medium rare, so they don't care. <laughs> like, you, you like your meat what, well I done? I don't. I like it well done. I don't oh, like Lord. the taste of blood. It's a lot I of mean, iron right yeah, there. But well done. You can go. You you can. This is in between between bloody and well done. Like yeah, it's called medium rare, and I'm not about that life. Like medium, but medium, medium doesn't I've have never a blood. Had medium. 
medium is the way to go. That's is how it? I, that's how I get my steaks. I'm actually trying to be a vegetarian. Okay, so this is a moot point. We're <laughs> 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 moving on. <laughs> I don't want to eat anything that can run away from me. I mean, if it's dead, it can't run away. From me. <laughs> I do feel like though people should have to like, if you want to eat meat, then you should at least have to, at least once in your life, like slaughter and prepare. Your own meal? <laughs> yeah, because you, I mean. I'm going to go fishing. Huh? So I'm going to go fishing then. Yo, fishing is the shit. Where at? Um, you can go fishing over at um, Ping Tom. Who? Ping Tom Park over in Chinatown. You never been to Ping Tom Park? Nah. Whoa. I don't know nothing. Whoa. Where is this, this park? Is the fish, the fish is healthy in there? I have no idea. You going to eat the fish? You catch a Ping, ping Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw some old guys fishing over there, and they I feel care. like they don't I have nothing like left to live know. for. No, they don't have nothing left to live for, so they will eat anything. It's different. You can't <laughs> you can't trust it. It looks fun to me. Maybe it's they fun. put them back Maybe in just the water. Just Maybe they do it for the fun of it. They don't. But eat yeah, it. but I think folks should like know what it takes to like what it what actually goes into. I've killed a chicken before. How? How'd you kill it? Um, you gotta like wring its neck until it just kind of like snaps. That don't look like a ringing motion you make. That looks like a shaking motion. No, it's you like just a, shake the motherfucker. I mean, ima- it imagine. <laughs> <laughs> this is morbid. <laughs> if you picture the rest of the body of the chicken, it looks like a ringing, okay. like you're ringing a bell. You gotta wring the chicken's neck and then snap it, and then you gotta cut off the head. Okay. And then what was that like? Why did you do that? Oh, I didn't do the cutting part. Okay. I, I wrung the neck though. Did you just feel like you wanted to? No. You trying they, to get some aggression out? Or? I had went to a farm when I was younger. My aunt, she had a ranch mm-hmm. and there were chickens there. And they were like, Hey Fanny, how about you wring this chicken? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they were like, look, it's food. And then they started doing it. I was like, oh, that is fun. Oh, That's my God. Fun. That's I, so didn't, up. I didn't know I was actually killing it until much later. But, oh, um, my God. I, um, some of my friends from the islands, they uh, would, like, have to go back. Um, not have to, but go visit, like, family in the, in the summertime and stuff when they're out of school. And they talk about, like, they make you, like, Pluck a chicken, kill them, kill goats, like do all of the the dirty work behind preparing. Oh, I like goats. Goats are kind of cute. Yeah. You ever seen goat yoga? No. <laughs> they, so, <laughs> I'm gonna be dead ass now. <laughs> it's some weird shit. They they like <laughs> have little goat because goats like to climb on things. Yeah. So they'll have folks doing yoga. It's like the yoga poses. And these goats are jumping on your back. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm <laughs> they're not big. They're the little goats. Oh, they're still. the kids. Yeah. A kid. Yeah. That's the that's word. What they're called. For, yeah, yeah. A kid. I was being serious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Question. What, okay. Tell me about Inktober. Inktober. And what did you learn from Inktober? Um, I learned that consistency is key. And if you're not about it, don't commit to it. Basically, that's what I learned from October. <laughs> Is that a maybe a pseudo L story? Yeah, I guess so. I think 
I think people were so they were like, "Whoa, Fanny, these Inktober drawings are like really nice." I'm well, really, explain what it what it is first, and then um, Inktober is like it's October. It's the month of October where artists um, commit themselves to do a drawing a day and like ink, like like pen or like ink and brush or whatever. And I had never done Inktober. And I was just like, yeah, I'll do Inktober. I have nothing better to do with my month. <laughs> I don't have a job yet, whatever. Um, and after, <laughs> maybe after like two weeks of Inktober, I was like, damn, 31 days are in October? I'm not about that. And yeah, so I just kind of just kind of drifted away from doing Until Inktober. you did two weeks. I did like two weeks of like Inktober. So drawing with ink, what's the is that a, there a specific like challenge that comes along with with using ink as a medium or um, why why is ink, why is why is that the I didn't the make it up I oh, don't know okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why someone chose that I guess because it's not a medium that a lot of people use mm. um, I I I like ink I love ink a lot of my favorite drawings are with ink and a brush. Um, I wanted to do a coloring book. I kind of still want to still do a coloring book and just like draw out a lot of cool drawings. I was thinking that like you have. Could you do a color? Okay, I'm making a request <laughs> of your coloring book because I see a, like a lot of your pieces um, are colorless. Yeah. Or like part partially colorless. I like the idea of a coloring book of like half half colored pieces images that you can finish. You know what I mean. That sounds kind of cool. Pretty cool. You should do that. I'm like looking at my partner like, hey, we should do that. You draw too? I don't know. I make graphic art. Like on, on Photoshop. Hop, hop in this, this hop, chair, hop in please. Hop in the booth. Hop in the imaginary <laughs> booth. <laughs> right. Fanny's partner. What's your name again, brother? I'm sorry for that. That's Robert. Robert. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a, you're a Photoshop Photoshop artist. So can you all? He's the whiz. Can I get a um, commitment from you all to create this? <laughs> <laughs> to create this coloring book. What you need, bro? I need a coloring book okay. that's like, cause I I don't have it in me to like completely color, like an image like by myself. I I get bored halfway through. Mm -hmm. But if I see something that's half colored, you know, it's a little motivation. It's like, oh, okay, I can it's put my own spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen those adult coloring books? I haven't. Oh, those go crazy. Yeah. See, I think we had an idea to do something like that. Maybe, what was it? Like a year ago. A year ago. We were going to have, actually, I don't know if I should say this on the air. <laughs> no, it's fine. Ideas, right? It's okay. <laughs> no, like a year ago, I did a lot of colorless um, ink drawings. And that was like the idea was like, yeah, I'm going to do all these nice portraits. I'm going to put them in a book and I'm going to sell them and it's going to be nice. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. Well, of course, we want us to trick it out. It's not going to be your average coloring book. You know, it's not just going to be pictures, some with color, some without color. We want it. Oh, to, yeah. We want it to have like poetry in it, too. We wanted poetry to reflect each little uh, illustration that was in the book. Mm -hmm. And we just thought that would be cool. So we started asking around for different people's poetry. It's like, hey, you write, don't you? Come on in. Um, <laughs> I write. Yo. Get in this color. Get in this color. You're suggesting this to us when you should be helping us. Yo, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for the movement. Okay. So you want us to have like a little half-ass colored, 
some poetry in there. Yeah. What else? That's it. Maybe some games, you know. No, connected, I'm good. What? <laughs> 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 We're not at Bennigan's. We don't need that. <laughs> you ever seen like one of those real coloring books? Like you get you a Spider-Man coloring book. It's got the little things yeah, in it. Yeah, you can, you can connect the dots and color the same image. Right? Amazing. And it's like which one Amazing. of these pictures has the differences? You know, like one of those. I'm not doing that. I would do that. <laughs> you can do it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> You dropping out of the project? Now I'm just not you doing want, that. You want like, the dots. I'm not gonna sign off on that part. But have you all done any collaborations? Mm, um, I guess a little bit. Some of the things that she draws, she'll have me like color them in Photoshop or something like that. Yeah. But that's about it for the most part. I mean, we did paint. What? What was it? A big bottle, like a jug. She did one half of the jug. I did the other half of the jug. It doesn't really count, though. Yeah, Why my, not? My half was terrible. <laughs> it was garbage. It was like literally garbage. No. <laughs> well, why doesn't it count? Oh, I just feel like it doesn't count because it wasn't like a like an actual like collaboration because we cut it in half. It like, this is my side. Don't touch my side. So, what is an actual collaboration? A collaboration is when you're working intricately with that other in concert. person. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. <laughs> it's like it's like whatever you're doing is like crossing over with that other person. Okay. Like um like for um Chris Chris's flyer, mm-hmm. like I painted two images and he put them together. So it's like even though I did one thing and he did the other, there's still a way for them to cross over where it's one solid image, basically. Word. The blurred lines. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what a collaboration like really is when it comes to like art. So in a way, it was like a collaboration, but not really, you know, because it was so many borders, a border, really. But it's really spontaneous. I would still call it a collaboration, though. But you would not. That's the thing about working with artists. You know, we got our (laughs) opinions, and it's 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 whatever. Keep this opinion. It's whatever. But yeah. He's a great guy to work with. Well, um, I appreciate you both um, for coming on the show. Um, I learned something. Uh, that's my biggest, you know, like the, one of the reasons I do this podcast is because I'm a huge fan of art in all of its forms. Um, and I like learning about the intricacies behind, like, you know, that, that creatives go through to um, to get their vision out in the world. So, I appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate you for having me. Of course. And best of luck in Dixon. Um, and please make sure you, you know, uh, whenever you have any other shows in the area, um, let me know and I can plug that stuff and, and definitely show up and support. Um, yeah. So anything else? Like plug yourself. What, what's your, um, give me your social medias, your website, all of that. Um. Um, okay, my Instagram is just Fanny, like just Fanny, like that's what it is. But it's, there's an I though. You gotta put the. You oh gotta, yeah, yeah, just Fanny. I don't with know an why I. I assume people spell it the way I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they do the Y. Yeah, they do the Y or the I. Don't do the Y, y'all. So it's, it's, it's just F, an I. It's F A N N I. Like this ain't Fanny May chocolate. So like, wait, so just, is it just Fanny or is it? It's like just, just Fanny, like. So. Ju- so Fanny, <laughs> <laughs> just that's Fanny. Why, that's why it's such a great name. It's such a great name. Um, just Fanny. Is it just, is it just Fanny or so is it's it just? At, it's Fanny? at just Fanny. Okay. Word yeah. Up. And then that's my website too. Is justfanny.com. Okay. Just Fanny with an I. 
Yeah. Cool. And you can you have work for sale up on, oh, on your yeah. website. Um, I am payday is tomorrow. Hey. I'm about to be up in the shop. Hey. Um, Robert, do you do you have the things you want to plug? What you got? For oh, me? of course. You are such a businessman. <laughs> you just sound like you're about to sing. What's well. a horse? <laughs> oh, no. my God. But y'all can follow my brand. We do apparel and we represent artists. It's called LRC Apparel Chicago. You just it, follow I did. I'm finna get, at, finna get yeah. at your shop, too. Ready <laughs> to get paid for this yeah. support. You can follow us on Instagram. Instagram, LRC Shy, at LRC Shy. And the website is LRCShy.com. Representing artists, doing big things in the Chicago community. For now, I'm trying to branch out with some more artistic ventures and all that good stuff. Right up. Well, best of luck to you. Best of luck to you both. Um, and this has been another edition of The Re-Up with Malik Aleem. Um, thank you and good night. <laughs>